Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, it's number 15. It's a 15, is it, what is 15 anything? Um, it's a multiple of five. I, I, I dated um, someone... Who was 15. Who was 15 years <laughs> old. So it's a hell of a time to <laughs> drop that on the old uh, podcast, Phil. Well, you know, that's the nice thing about podcasts is that there's a, an element of trust that doesn't <laughs> exist in other media. I, I dated a girl, um, a girl recently who was of age. She was actually a year older than me. A year and a half older than me. I feel a year, year and a half. She was 16 years old. No, she was. Okay, I've got to stop the jokes now. Um, she was uh, about uh, 29 and a half. I was 28 at the time. Yeah. Um, uh, and she, as a child, was so obsessed with the number five yeah. and, the mul- and multiples of five that she had to go to therapy. You mentioned her briefly on an earlier episode. Have I? You, yeah. Was it five? Was it episode it was, five? I think it was episode oh god! Five. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. This might be happening every. But but time I was five but I was annoyed with myself because I listened back to it and I was like, man, I should really have pressed Phil more on this insane right. Did ladies. Just, story. Maybe that's why I, had, I don't remember having brought it up before. Okay, okay. So hang on. She was so obsessed with multiples of five. She had yeah. to go to therapy. Yeah. And what? I mean, look, I'm not a qualified therapist, Phil. What? <laughs> what I keep coming back here every week. I know I've been telling you I've been recording these sessions just for us. Yeah, for um, your thesis. Yes. Uh, on cool guys. You uh, said it was with your thesis on really cool guys. Studying what makes cool guys cool. Yeah. And we need to record a cool guy a lot, weekly, for money. Uh, but um, how would you begin? Like, If you were a therapist, you'd have to be like... Uh, why do you like the number five? Like, how do you start that? I have wondered about this aspect of being a therapist. Is that mm. surely you just have to? You know, I have no idea what's going to come in. Yeah. I guess from time to time, people give you the classics. I'm sad, and uh, I don't know. I'm anxious. But yeah. a lot of the time, people must come with like very specific stuff yeah. that you've not come across before, and are you just winging it every time? But also, how how much as a therapist do you have to practice your poker face? And not burst out laughing. Or just be horrified. Sorry, that's where I go to straight away. Yeah, just laugh, immediate laughing. laughter. Well, I mean, like, laughter if someone just goes, I can't, I just can't stop Googling pictures of wristbands or whatever. Just, like, insane or, or like, something really ridiculous. Mm. Obviously, shocked for, like, the harrowing stuff. But, like, it's, I think it's easier to hide shock than, than incredulity. Yeah, I furrow my brow instantly. Yeah, you're. And then realize I'm doing it. Um, you and I both sometimes have. Uh, I believe I've heard. I've seen it referred to on the internet as faces that don't use their inside voice. Right. Yes. Your face just immediately goes. You're an idiot. While your <laughs> your mouth is not saying anything, and that's quite risky. I don't know where where her therapist would have started. Just telling her that the number five is an, a human invention. And that it has yeah. no real significance in the natural world. What if you would say like um, maybe maybe like like say oh but like all, all numbers have 
this significance, right? Like try and make it so that she sees the patterns of enough numbers that she can't focus on one. Like overload her senses. Yes, yes, yes. Like, Overexposure. Just, like when they just throw someone into a pit of spiders to cure them of arachnophobia. <laughs> which is, I, you know. And they come out cured of their fear of spiders, but with a new distrust for humans. <laughs> <laughs> a, new, a new phobia of pits. <laughs> and therapists. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you could say, hey, two is pretty good for patterns. Yeah. Lots of twos everywhere. Lots and they'd be like, oh, yeah. And then like you'd slowly, you know build them up and then maybe they'd accidentally just become a re- one of those like really good mental mathematicians by which i mean in their head not mentally ill okay not like a mental mathematician, <laughs> that mathematician although i mental. guess both don't talk to the mathematician he's, he's fucking mental, mental. A mental mathematician <laughs> that's mental that's mental maths that could be that could be a fun educational catchphrase that's, that's mental math ment- that's mental maths his name's matthew that's mental math the mental maths yeah anyway uh was she cured yeah, yeah. Well, she, she now works uh, for a mental health charity. Right. So it's all come around full circle. She will have the worst origin story of anyone there. like the, Or the most fun, rather. Uh, what are you in for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The prison story. <laughs> what are you in for? Oh, you know, my I, tragedy and suicidal thoughts. And I was like very dramatic. What about you? I loved five. Too, <laughs> too I much. loved five too much as a child. <laughs> but maybe like... You never know how much, like, some compulsions sound funny until you get a taste of how extreme they can be. Like, I remember reading about, um, one of the symptoms for, for, for like, ADHD in children is, is obsessive nose picking, right? Okay. But the diagnostic manual wasn't clear enough that it, it didn't just mean kids who pick their noses, because loads of kids pick their noses and do it daily. Yeah. It meant like picking it to the point where like you're almost down to the bone, like you're, like you're bleeding. It's like really horrible. But, it, but like when it's something like nose picking and you say excessive nose picking is a symptom, everyone thinks even a bit of nose picking is excessive. Right, right, right. So you need to be clearer. I used to pick my nose a lot. Did you have a special word for snot um, in your family or in your culture? Did you just say don't pick your nose? I don't think we had a word for it. In South Africa, we don't say bogies. Uh-huh. We said snollies. Sn- oh, yeah, you told me snollies is horrible. It's it makes so it sound good, like isn't a snail. It? Snolly. Ugh. I lo- it's such an evocative word. It's for the ones where like it, like you, you, you pull them out and it's a real string of, of gloop. <gasps> Please. <laughs> and there's like a nuclear bit that looks like his brain. There's like a darker bit that looks like is maybe its intestines or y- something. Yes, yes, yes. And it looks like it, it was going to grow like inside. Like a deveining a prawn. Yeah, it was going to grow in your nose. Oh, horrible. Hello. You were going to have a nose, baby. Ugh, that's just disgusting. I hate it. <laughs> I hate, I really hate this podcast. Sometimes. It's not uh, That's right. La- last night I, I uh, got home late from my holiday, which is why the, uh, it's late. Sorry, bud. Pod yes, sorry, b- pod buds, that Pierre has a life, actually. This time for huh? once. That he's trying to enjoy freedom of movement while he can. That's true. That's all true. right. Be cultured. Imagine yeah. if all the uh, bud, pod buds were uh, uh, Brexiteers, and and it would be it would first of all be very strange if all of the pod buds were Brexiteers, and it would be even more strange that they did not mind that we weren't. <laughs> Those two things would be, it could odd, be cool. Cool Brexiteers, I guess. It'd be very cool if they if, they, if that was the case. Um, that's very cool. Yes. Uh, I, you, so you had an Illuminati dinner last night. Last night I got home quite late from Stansted Airport and ate five donuts. 
<laughs> Which I should not have. It's done. a pretty good night. It was. What flavor? Jam, boy. Jam. Jam. Old stodgy English jam donuts. Just glaze, baby. Just a glaze ring. Classic glaze. I don't, my plate. My local donuttery doesn't. It's at Tesco. Doesn't sell um, American style. They sell sacks of English lumps. <laughs> English lumpy donut sacks. And I. English won't eat anything unless it is solid all the way through. Big. Except polar mints. I'll take a blob. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll take a holiday from solidity with a polar mint. And, and who wouldn't? Um, that's very cool, man. May, would, would you. Uh, if, you were, if you were very powerful, would you make a habit of um, having hosting dinners? That would be quite fun. If you were really powerful. If I was really powerful, mm. I would host lots of sort of sinister dinners. With people um, of equal power to you, or lesser power, or more power? Are you trying to gain influence, or show off influence, or I'd, just like... I'd want to vary it share up. Share inside jokes about having influence. I'd, I'd want to vary it up, because like, let's say I was like middle-level influence. So yeah. I was like powerful, but I wasn't at the top. I would have a dinner party where like I could... I, you'd look good, wouldn't you? Because you'd, ha- you'd have like the king or whatever, the top person, really high people. And then you'd have like new up-and-coming... Oh, people. And then the more powerful people are impressed because you seem in touch, right? Like, hey, I've got, I've got my finger on the pulse. Mm. Look at this young cavalier, right, over here. And then the young people, the new people, up-and-comers, would be like, wow, you know the king? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, just yeah. come out smelling of roses of from course, every angle. That's true, that's true. Yeah, no, that's a good call. What would be the most powerful thing you could do at a dinner? And it doesn't have to be nice. Like, the... Like a big power play. Yeah, yeah, power yeah. Power move out at any dinner. Yeah. At any dinner. But Stab ideally, a knife in my hand. I, <laughs> and like not, not wince. Ideally one that you're hosting, but yes. That. Phil, can you pass the, the knife? Oh, this knife. Dunk. Through the middle bone thing. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like not through the flesh the easy way. Just like sideways. Oh, God. And it's like, yeah? You still want the knife? This knife? Huh? It's a little busy. <laughs> That'd oh, it's just good. a bit stuck, actually. Sorry. <laughs> like, what are you trying to... Pr- you need help? Um, what about if you had a fancy restaurant with loads of people and you'd organized it and you ordered food and had it placed in front of you and you never touched it? And you ordered good stuff, too. Right. It arrived and you looked and you, oh, yeah, I mean, you were just talking the whole time and then it just got taken away. That would be spooky. It's a bit subtle. I think... Not everyone would notice. I think they would if you like a full steak and lovely sides. And you I'd never order the even... most expensive bottle of wine they had. Yeah, and then just <laughs> smash it on the table <laughs> like I'm the queen christening a table. <laughs> or ordering everyone else's drinks that would be like a power play. Uh huh. They'll have a gin and tonic. <laughs> One to share. Bring twelve straws. <laughs> and keep topping it up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the drinks are free, but you have to drink it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like, a, it's like, I want it to be like suckling pigs. <laughs> the strongest at the dinner table will be the drunkest. I get on the table and I put the G&T on my belly and then I, I say, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. drink! You, you lie on your side wearing wearing a, a big wine breastfeeding kit. And everyone just has to, everyone just has to suckle at your bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, f- very funny, crazy man who's very uh, talented. Adam Riches. Uh, oh yes, the sketch character. Well, he's a character comedian, isn't That's, he? Yeah, a character comedian. Um, Adam Riches, I think in his first show where he won, he won newcomer. I think mm-hmm. in like twenty 
13 or earlier even. Anyway, he had a thing where he, he wore like a kind of tet strap thing of six Yakults. Okay. And like put little holes in them and like the audience had to like, in the foil. Yeah. Tops. And, yeah. and someone from the audience had to like suckle at his Yakults. God. I'm pretty horrible. sure that was... That was him that did that, which is um, Ugh. very funny and repulsive. A culture drink in a hot Edinburgh venue. Yeah, all, all the good bacteria being exposed to all those bright lights, <laughs> corrupting them with a glitz of Hollywood. How, uh, how was your trip to Rome? Rome was good. Um, I saw just enough touristy stuff, uh, but not so much that I wanted to shoot myself in the face. Oh, that's good. You see any churches? Oh, did I? <laughs> you bet your ass. I saw some uh, Caravaggios in some churches, um, and I marveled at them. You Caravaggios. Know? Mm. I love a Caravaggio. You love a Caravaggio. I love a Caravaggio. Uh, a Car. <laughs> a Caravaggio sounds like something horrible. It sounds like um, a camper van you have sex with. <laughs> 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 or like a mobile brothel. Yeah, yeah. Well, Caravage. Caravage is good. Yeah, like that sounds like the name that like a kind of crude like sex pest type guy would call his caravan. Right? I'm going to bring the Caravage to the festival. And you'd be like, all right, Steve. <laughs> Steve's yeah, so yeah, yeah. gross with this And caravan. like it's covered in velvet. Yeah, and it's got like... Sounds uh, cool, actually. It'd be pretty, he's got a guitar on the wall, but he can't play. Mm. He can't play. It's not been tuned. No, no, no. The strings are still the plastic strings from the shop. So you saw some Caravages? Saw some Caravages, saw some churches. Uh, had a look around the old... Uh, um, the big... Uh, oh God, what's it called? The Not the Forum. I mean, I looked around that as well. But the, the thing with the huge dome. Oh, God. The massive temple. I think it's a church now as well. Anyway, looked at all that cool shit. That was nice. Um, and that not, that's not the one with the steps. What's the steps called? Spanish steps. Spanish steps. Yes, yeah, all those. So Trevi the... Fountain. Uh, no, didn't bother with the old fountain. Yeah, it's uh, something. Else. It's a fountain. Oh, when I when, we, when I went on holiday to Rome with my family years ago. Yeah, and I went to the Trevi Fountain, and um, someone, this bald guy, walked past a photo we were trying to take, and he apologized, yeah. and we looked, and it was the guy who plays the Shield. Do you know the TV show The Shield? Yeah. He was also um, the thing in the famous in the Fantastic Four. Really, I can't remember his name. So the thing. He, he's like an American um, Ross Kemp. Yes, 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 yes. Ross Kemp is that the name? The ball guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the thing from Fantastic Four photobombed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. Rome, and we were like, oh. and we were like, sorry guys, <laughs> and we were like, wait, that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> that's very fun. That's good. Well, that's quite the thing. <laughs> That's good. That's I like um, incidents with like low-level celebrities. Yeah. I, I once met the guy who plays uh, 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 um, Edmure Tully Ooh. in Game of Thrones. Oh, yes. we met. I, I came over and talked to you. He was at the Soho Theatre Bar. Yeah, we had a chat to Edmure Tully. You got a good um, laugh, um, he, laugh in uh, the final episode. Yes, yes. He yeah, was yeah. Very, a bit of comic relief in there Yeah, from that guy. Mm. Very tall. Tall. Um, he looks like an English man. He does. He looks like he looks like every other country in the world wants everyone from England to look. Yes, precisely. You want to point at him and go, "That's what we want." <laughs> you either look like that, or you look like a big angry red thumb, and you're a football hooligan. <laughs> 
Here in the Alps, you'll find there's nothing to worry about. Here in the Alps, you'll find there's nothing to care for. Here in the Alps, you'll find there's nothing to do either. Here in the Alps, you'll find there's nothing to say. In the Alps, you'll find there's nothing to look at. Here in the Alps, you'll find there's nothing to taste. Here in the Alps, you'll find there's no one to talk to. And then you go to die alone in disgrace. In the Alps, you'll find you want to be alone. In the Alps, you'll find that that's not possible. Because I'm here, I'm also in the Alps with you. And I will follow you and try to eat your nose. In the Alps, you're going to look over your shoulder. In the Alps, I've got to follow you to the grave. Here in the Alps, I'm going to find you and lick your eyes. I'm going to keep you awake at night with my screaming here in the Alps. A quick story of my name here, folks. I was meant to be called Nathaniel, but the French side of my family... I know, I have a French side of my family. Couldn't pronounce Nathaniel. So my mother had to pick another name at random from a hat, and she pulled out Philip. Really? So it became Philip Nathaniel. Ah. That's my middle name. And you were named like a Harry Potter character. Mm. You had a naming hat. Um, I was almost called Stetson. That's a little joke that's never worked. Um, and we went on holiday to Rome a good few years later. And we chanced by an- one of many churches that you visit. We, went, we, we almost didn't go in because we've been into so many. But we're like, ah... We- We've got momentum now. So we went into this church, and this church had a little tomb yeah. where they had two saints buried next to each other. Ooh. And we went down, and they were St. Philip and St. Nathaniel. Ooh. And they were best friends. What? So Philip didn't believe in, in J-Dog. Uh, Nathaniel was like, no, this guy's a shit. Yeah. He brought him along and convinced him. And now they're buried together. Spooky. St. Philip and St. Nathaniel. And then, next to them, St. Wang. <laughs> imagine, imagine if it was St. Wang. Wang the incongruous. Wang the incongruous. <laughs> <laughs> the patron saint of being out of place. Yeah, the patron saint of... What's that doing there? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you do just get exhausted from culture, though. Yeah. You get to the point where you've seen so much culture, you're looking at something that is objectively one of the most beautiful objects human hands have ever made. And you're just like, oh, my feet hurt. <laughs> you're really it's all, ungrateful. It's also a bit of a monoculture. Yeah. It's, right? It's, it's, it's kind of all the same. It's all incredible, yeah. but it's all the same, really. Imagine this version of a transept. <laughs> yeah. And you go, oh. <laughs> or like... Uh, it's 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 a guy with a beard and a robe looking at heaven, going, "Oh, that's a lot of the art." Yeah, people looking shocked at heaven while heaven does stuff. And the kind of things you you convince yourself you're interested in on a tour of a church, like, yeah. "Oh, wow, really? The, the, that bit of glass was actually stained ten years after that bit of glass." <laughs> and you actually get yourself in a in a mindset where you're like, yeah. "Wow, that's interesting." <laughs> and you go home later and you think, "That wasn't interesting. I didn't give a shit." <laughs> What's your mastermind topic? I've been asked to do Celebrity Mastermind two or three times now. What? And I just turned it down. No, Philip. Because I'm, I'm actually quite stupid. I think I'd embarrass myself. No, you, could, you, you have to be strategic and pick something. Well, because you only do your topic for like the first bit, right? Yeah. And then you have to do general. I think it'd actually be quite embarrassing on the general. 
Maybe, but like the bit you you if you pick something super specific, then they sort of seem to go, okay, well, fuck you then, and and really go deep. Yeah, exactly. So I want to keep it vague. My, my, but you don't want it to be too vague either, because then they could just ambush you. Yeah, I've gone through a few. Yeah. The first instinct was Batman and pick a period of Batman. Yes, Batman is your but thing. But it's kind of lame, and actually, I think I wouldn't know all that. I think that you could go some of the comic books and go so deep. They'd say who was the original artist supposed to be for this? Yeah, limited edition. You know. And then I then I have picked a. There's nothing worse than picking a potentially embarrassing subject and then being bad at it. Yeah, you have to nail it for it to be in, cool. Then I thought um, the Great American Songbook because I used to sing all these jazz standards, Ooh. and I still know all the words pretty much, which oh, would be cool. a cooler subject. But I think I I think that would be quite hard. And maybe I actually have forgotten a lot of them. Then I thought, because I'm getting, because I've been into quite into wine for like a year. Yeah. And I thought, ah, oh, just tell them wine, and then I'll study it for a year. This sounds like just I'll be an alcoholic for a year. <laughs> I'll do a gap. I'm year. studying. Get out. <laughs> I'm studying mastermind. <laughs> I'm gonna be on TV, mastermind. Just with those horror like grey teeth. I would be tempted to do the Goon Show, or I would d- pick my dissertation topic, which is 10th century Denmark, and just desperately relive my third year of university in an That's attempt. A good call, to... actually. Because because I I think they're a bit a bit more uh, cheesy about it on celebrity. Oh, the celebrity, yeah, I think it's a little easier. Yeah, yeah, they try not to embarrass the fuck out of people doing stuff for charity. <laughs> There's an amazing video of uh, the, the cricketer. Hmm. Is it Monty Panacea? Uh, sounds like a cricketer. I think it's it. Uh, yeah. Um, We're going on Celebrity Mastermind. Yeah, and just like giving the most insanely wrong answers to things. Oh, isn't and the, uh, did you see? There's a video of I think it's on Normal Mastermind of like a guy who on, on a specialist topic just gets nothing. Really, you got like one question. Oh God, that's and, so embarrassing. And like the questions, and like you can see in his face, he's just thinking, I didn't think I needed to prep. For this, I thought I knew this. You can see it go through his eyes. Where he's like, "Gosh, no, I thought I knew this. This is my specialist topic. Monty Panesar. Monty, pa- Monty Panesar. Yeah. When he just says mad shit. Um, yeah, but he keeps a smile on his face the whole time. <laughs> in what 97 film do a group of unemployed men in Sheffield become strippers for a night at their local working men's club? The Dream Boys. The <laughs> In an 1819 poem, what season of the year does Keats describe as a season of mists and mellow fruitfulness? Oliver Twist. Autumn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. What season? What Oliver season? Twist. What season was described as being mellow and full of fruitfulness? Oliver Twist. That is absolutely astonishing. To be, to be fair, it is it's it always strikes me as like, and I'm not a big uh, sports guy at all, but whenever anyone's like, God, you'll never realize, you 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 won't believe Phil, who turned out to be unbelievably fucking boring. That person who's only ever just done jumping, <laughs> and you go, yeah, because their whole childhood they would wake up at four in the morning and go jump and do jumping, and then they'd go to school. But when then- you have that kind of focus. Do you not have like so much time to, and to, and desire to do so many other things when you're not doing that one thing? No, because that's the only thing they do. The only thing they care about. The only thing they care about. 
Like they just, they're just, and the whole time they're in lessons of other subjects when they're young, they're just thinking, jumping, 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 jumping. <laughs> I love jumping. And like, they just don't have energy for anything else. And they're just obsessed with it. And that's why like, it's so, f- you'd think that more Olympians, right? When they retired at 36, because their bones are just like, we can't do this anymore. They, they, more of them would become pundits, but few of them, so few of them have the ability to speak intelligently from a, like being a pundit is a skill. <laughs> And it's a skill they don't have because they were focused on jumping. And it's just of all the people who love jumping, it's the very few who happen to also be good at being yeah. commentators. Yeah, I guess. And but even then they can be... Terrible. I, I remember listening to... It was a while ago, World Cup a while ago, and uh, two of the the teams playing, one, one was Argentina. Um, and the match was so boring and the commentator had so little to say that at one point he actually went, Argentina... Of course, famed for its high-quality beef. <laughs> of course, very good beef in Argentina. <laughs> oh, here... Nope, nothing happened there. Uh, yes, um, um, very lean meat and uh, not too expensive. <laughs> At least cricket seems to embrace that. Because they're going, this is all day. Yeah. So we're going to sit and go, oh, what, what, how do you have your scones? And there seems to be a lot of that kind of chat. It sounds like someone accidentally left a microphone in someone's veranda. Yeah, yeah. That is exactly <laughs> you know? the vibe. But they go, oh, we kept recording. Oh, no. Yeah. After the game was over. You go, no, no, that's the game. Um, yeah, whereas in football, they do seem to just be like, and that, uh, the ball, of course, crossing the line means it is counted as a goal. It's that level of... <laughs> incredible technical analysis that you get sometimes um, yeah if you spend your life doing one physical activity there's very little room for charisma yeah yeah although uh, it's also weird when you see someone like that where you go what season is full of fruitfulness and they just go Oliver Twist and you go what, what did you hear did you hear book? Well, so there, there, there are questions he passed on, which meant that he obviously thought Oliver Twist was worth a go. <laughs> he knew <laughs> he could very, pass. That's a very good point. He could have passed and he went, I'm pretty sure there's at least a 1% chance that... <laughs> Oliver Twist was a that, season. That, that out of spring, summer, autumn, winter, Oliver Twist <laughs> is... <laughs> Would it, what would happen in Oliver Twist season? Everyone eats gruel <laughs> and feeds the birds. That's from Mary Poppins. Is it? Feed the birds. Is it uh, Mary Poppins? I thought it was Oliver Twist. <laughs> That's the funniest is it you've ever done. Is it? Is it? What? Yeah, feed the birds is from. I get my depressing Victorian. Oliver Twist beggars. is kick the dog. That's the kick bird. the dog. <laughs> Tuppence a punt. <laughs> I reckon that was probably a real. Uh, busking turn in yeah. Victorian times is come kick this dog yeah beat this dog to death <laughs> only a shilling what um what do they sing in Oliver Twist they sing who will buy my strawberries and my roses or whatever the fuck they have a whole market consider scene. yourself at home I think that's yeah, oh, yeah, yeah they have a whole market scene where they're oh. all trying to sell shit isn't there a matchstick girl or something oh come by my little nose Come by my itty bitty toes, my body's for sale, cause I'm 
A little urchin girl, come by my fingernails. It's a dark musical when you watch it as an adult. It's a lot darker than you remember. It is dark. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ring, ring, letters, keep emails, emails, emails phone Correspondence. There's been a little bit more correspondence. You've been getting in touch a little too much, but we're gonna do our best. It's not too much. It's so never. Is, it's so, never too much. So we have two correspondence jingles this week. Yes, of course. Yeah, I just did a little bonus one there. Uh, Frank gets in touch. Who, Hi, Frank. Uh, has been in touch before, I think. Yes, I think I remember Frank. Hi, guys, he says. Traditional. Weirdest unweird thing. Oh, yeah. Toenail clippings. Just chucking bits of yourself in the bin or down the toilet. <laughs> what? It's like hair as well, isn't it? Hair's made of the same uh, stuff as to- nails. Keratin, like my friend. Keratin. Keratin. Is it? Refreshing. Can Isn't that what, like, guys who go to the gym too much have in those tubs? Ker- <laughs> keratin. <laughs> I swear it's keratin. clippings and hair. <laughs> arr, arr, arr. Are you sure that's strong. good for you? Creatine! Right. That's creatine. Okay, okay. That's quite bad for you, I think. I'm sure that's not good. If the, if the picture on your food is of a human, of a human's body, yeah. then it's not good for you. Yeah. They couldn't find... A, a, sor- a, a source more, picture. Yeah, a more natural photo. Yeah, yeah, Than, yeah. than what it might do to your body. <laughs> <laughs> if, There's no plant that could go on this. If the picture on your food is of the food's effects <laughs> on your own body. Like blotches. Someone with a blotchy face. Yeah. Yeah, like the picture on a wine bottle isn't someone with red lips and grey teeth falling <laughs> over. Oh, that's me, in a bit. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good... And he says, keep jacking it, Frank. Uh, I think that's a good point. It is creepy to, ha- to like. Uh, what are you doing today? Oh, I need to have a couple of hours spare because I'm going to go have bits of myself shaved off by a stranger. Yeah, that is creepy. Well, I've now built a bit of a rapport with, but yeah, a little. And I don't know what they do. For all I know, they keep the bits of me that they they cut off and store it. Yeah, I don't care. I actually don't care. I thought about. It. I don't mind what they do with. My grandma used to cut her own hair and fingernails and so on and. Uh, burn them in the fireplace <laughs> to avoid uh, curses. Of course. Yeah. Like yeah. a proper African. Yeah, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of that sort of thing in Malaysia too. Um, uh, Zara gets back in touch of the cool name. 
Uh, dear Phil and Pierre, as it happens, I'm seeing Phil's Edinburgh show with my parents on the 22nd of August at the Fringe. Ooh, I'll make sure to turn up for that one. The same day I get my GCSE results. Oh! So... So I could either be a form of celebration or well, a consolation. Well, this is it. She says, so if I do fuck my exams, you might have another German lady, open brackets mother, shamefully staring at you in the non-kinkiest way possible, and a 16-year-old shouting warnings down the aisles about listening to podcasts. <laughs> Just so you'll know uh, what's happening. Uh, also, I wouldn't tell my dad which episode you replied on, so he listened to full episodes until he found it. And now you have a new listener. Hello, Zara's dad. Oh, hey uh, ZD. Hey ZD. Uh, but you, uh, but I did tell him to avoid bud poo. Um. Yes. Yes. Um. So he said, "Okay, thank you, Zara. Good luck for your exams, Zara. If you're still doing them." Bud poo is NFS, NSFP. Not suitable for parents. Not suitable for pop pop. For papa. For papa. Not suitable for papa. This sounds like a play. I want to write a play called. Suit, not suitable for Papa. Not suitable for Papa is a funny play. <laughs> that sounds like a silly, a silly farce about everyone trying to soothe something over with Papa. <laughs> any any kind of traditional way of talking about your parents sounds gross and funny. Papa and Peter and Mater and like yeah. Mummy and Daddy and stuff. Yeah, always horrible. Like, horrible. Um, my, my my father referred to himself as Daddy. <laughs> to us no. until way too old oh, no until in the third person so I, I was like 16 and he'd be like Look, daddy's very busy at the moment I was like I said dad you have to stop <laughs> you have to stop doing that it's st- strange I thought you meant he was gonna say like daddy loves pasta <laughs> or something <laughs> oh, creepy no it'd only be ever be when he was like exasperated it's like daddy's very tired <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gross and I, it's weird that is gross I hated it yeah that is it's creepy. horrible and he, but he genuinely didn't understand why why that and why I insisted on um, sh- getting rid of the hairs in my monobrow yeah I was like hey why it looks quite nice <laughs> <laughs> really and that, that was when I, I finally thought you know what I'm not going to go to my father for fashion advice yeah he doesn't know ev- all the things I thought he did his judgment is not as infallible as I had once. He's not a god. No. But no, Ma- he calls himself daddy in the third person, and he thinks monobrows are quite fetching. Really? Yeah. So he loves... Um, god, what's that? that, that, that oh god, that artist. That oh. Late. I was about to say Eva Braun. <laughs> 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 uh, Do you think that's what Hitler's mustache was? His monobrow connector fell. <laughs> Under his uh, upper lip, under his nose. See, this is why I'm worried about my brain, Pierre. I cannot remember. And I, I went to her... Frida Kahlo. Frida, Frida Kahlo. Kahlo. Well, I typed in Mexican artist, and the fourth suggested result is Mexican artist with unibrow. Yeah. So this has happened before. Is it unibrow or monobrow? What's the difference between uni and I mono? I think unibrow is American and monobrow is British. I have no idea. I've made that up. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just threw a fact out there. Uh, so your dad is a massive Frida Kahlo fan. That's interesting. <laughs> I think that looks nice. Big old commie Frida Kahlo. She had... um, Was she? Yeah, she had... I think Mark... No. She had Lenin come and stay in her house in Mexico after he had been exiled. Right. And and that's where he got the idea of uniting the people was her (laughs) monobrow. Reuniting the left and right. Yeah. Oh. He looked at it pointing (laughs) right in her face. Oh. Or she was like, see? Yeah. And I don't even let my eyebrows have individuality. But Mr. Lenin... The answer is right in front of you. 
<laughs> I said Mr. Lennon there because I don't know what his first name was. <laughs> v- uh, Vladimir. I should have just gone with Vladimir. Yeah. Why did I go with Vladimir? Well, I can't remember what is Vladimir Ilyarovich something else. Because Lenin's like his cool name, nickname. Vladimir is like Muhammad. They, they have, yeah. They, they, everyone goes, yeah, obviously, you ask your first name. What's, your, <laughs> <laughs> what's the, the other name that I can call you by? Um, James gets in touch. Hey, Budderly Fluids. Nice! Very good. Very good, Budderly Fluids. Uh, love the podcast. Keep smashing it. Okay. Which could be about our willies. Or it could be about the podcast. Yeah, if, you're really, if you're really bad at wanking. Why isn't this working? <laughs> really like, too hard. Smacking your dick around. There must be someone out there where that's their main way of doing it. That's what they like. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, by statistically, averages, yeah. statistically. Uh, me and my buds were on our way to the Lake District from Nottingham when my friend's bin bag's car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bin bag's car. So that's a bad car for anyone who's yeah. not uh, completely up to date <laughs> with our vernacular. Broke down halfway. Uh, after several hours, a tow truck arrived with what we assumed was the intention of towing us to our destination. An enormous man got out of his truck, asked us where we were heading, and promptly called his boss and started berating him. Berating the boss? Yeah. After a tense five minutes, he returned to us and said that this was the evening he had decided to take a stand against his dickhead of a bus, and was basically going to leave us stranded to make a point. What? <laughs> he then stood here like he then stood there like he was waiting for a fucking slow hand clap or something, as if the strength of his convictions was going to magically carry us to our destination. We stood in shocked silence until my friend said, Okay, thank you. <laughs> and he got back in his truck and drove away. Fucking hell. That is the most insane... That, that, that's, a, that's a murderer. That's amazing. That For him to expect them to go, That's right, man. You stick up for yourself. Hey, good for you. No. We'll die here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. That's like some the road shit. That's funny as well. That, that he would assume solidarity. That Maybe. is some Cormac McCarthy stuff. <laughs> so he has an authoritarian libertarian. Okay. Um, authoritarian, all cars should be fitted with a device to record whenever someone pops their horn and the situation leading up to it. I totally did assumed you meant farts in the car then. <laughs> that's, what this, that's what this podcast has reduced me to. <laughs> yes, that's good. That's nice. The data will be sent to a panel for review and if it deemed inappropriate, they should be punished. Punishments will comprise of highly trained stealth operatives sneaking up on you and blasting a car horn right in your ear several times a day for a set amount of weeks, depending on the original offence. You should stuff. absolutely have a finer number of horns you're allowed to sound. And if they, and run, then, if and they then it, run out, you have to explain yourself. And then and if you end up in a very dangerous situation when you finally need your horn and you, and you hit it and it goes, because you've run out... It's Boy Cried Wolf, innit? Yeah, yeah. And you deserve it. And you get held responsible. I don't think I've ever beat my horn my entire life. Maybe once? But I, yeah, I I'm think not I, sure, you know. I think once in my life ever. Yeah. Um, his most libertarian human should be allowed to shit outside freely. Bag it up and, and you're good to go. I, uh, I can't. I cannot find myself agreeing with that. Why, why should dogs have all the fun, eh, Phil? I don't know why he's directed that at you. Is it because... Good fucking a dog. Fucking a dog? Well, there's a, there's a lot of crossover here, isn't there? There's fucking a dog. There's me shitting on um uh, on, on on a plastic hammock <laughs> <laughs> and running around with it in my hands. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that's what he means. Yeah, that might be it. Uh, <laughs> uh, he says sincerely jacking it, James. Oh yeah, you must do it sincerely. Yeah, don't yeah, you yeah. can't fake that sort of thing. No, no, it knows. People will know. Um. Uh. Yes, and I think yeah, that's I, that used to be the way people did it. You could just 
plop in the road, medieval style. Yeah, I'm, open, I'm defi- open defecation it still happens. It's a real problem in um, like India, India and China. But, yeah, uh, apparently because you people just get fucking sick. You get sick. And also, people, there's like no it, decent public toilets. I guess it's all you know, like like the infrastructure is not very good. I think it's in India where it's called um, a helicopter. It's people who shit in a plastic bag it's a slum and you wind thing. it up and yeah, and you throw it. And you you just spin, spin it and it, fly it like into Thor's the air. hammer. You just. <laughs> You can only spin your own turds if you're worthy. <laughs> to everyone else, they're really heavy. They just go thunk. Um, so, uh, George Four Acres. Oh, our friend George. Gets in touch. Dear boys, uh, just Phil being loudly fucked by loads of bees. Oh, come on. What's stinging this? barbs and mouth parts this time then. Oh, from last time. <laughs> yeah, because he accused us of being full of filthy fetishes. And then, I mean, in fairness, you did get fucked by a load of bees last episode. You don't know how it worked. Maybe I was fucking them. Keep a jack in it, you filthy animals, he says. Uh, P.S. A bee's mouth is made up of, in layman's terms, absolutely loads of horrible, complicated tongues. <laughs> I've attached great. a picture for your reference. I'm sure you'll be able to look to... Uh, Tumblr in short order to find a cartoon Phil being set upon by countless labial palps. Goof. Uh, whilst cartoon Pierre watches it all going down in his pants. Hashtag fetish wang. Fetish spelt with a ph. Okay. Hashtag fetish wang. We have our first hashtag there. Yeah, let's let's make it our last. <laughs> and actually, let's even not remember that one. How many tongues did it have? Does a bee have? Uh, ooh, let's see. I, I scrolled away from it because it was horrible looking. Um, uh, like a lot one uh, mm, at least three or four now that's five. what I call a BJ <gasps> yeah can you put like uh, fireworks sound effects on that please yeah I will Thank and you. trumpets and all kinds of shit hi there pub bods uh, as a catchphrase that inspired a generation uh, as the catchphrase that inspired a generation jacks on <laughs> and has now resulted in drive-by keep jacking it and open correspondence keep jacking it. I'm uh, just wondering what the worst outcome for Phil would be. Someone declaring to, to him, just jacked it. Uh, <laughs> or for your epitaph to read, keep jacking it. Thanks for the weekly poo and filth laughs. Keep jacking it, Frank. Is it illegal to give someone an epitaph they didn't want? <laughs> I've always wondered this. That would be interesting. Would that be slander, technically? Ooh, well, you can't, libel. you can't libel or slander the dead. Is it? The second someone dies, you can go, they were a pedo the whole time. <laughs> and everyone just has to go, maybe. We don't think so, but maybe. Keep jacking it on my tomb's headstone would actually be... I'd quite like that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. That would be fun. There would be a lot of uh, tourists to that particular Wait, grave. Wait, no, I don't think that at all. What my kids are there? <laughs> Yeah, they're really sad. If I die now, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't mind. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be yeah. kind of funny. But if I'm like old and, and I die a really dignified death, and you've with written, my family, like around you've me. become like a really respected author and, and public figure, <laughs> and so much so that people have sort of forgotten my previous life, yeah, and then yeah, out of yeah. nowhere, this catchphrase comes up. Keep. I don't know. He said he wants to keep jacking it on. He, said he didn't in, explain in gold on granite. It was. Just, they, they were his final words, and it's also on there in like like every language of the world like when they send something into space like wrapping around the headstone really tasteful yeah. like in between each lang- each translation is like just a, a, a circle dot yeah and so then, you can tell like, oh that's separating uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the Arabic that's Hebrew <laughs> that's uh, even in like Mayan hieroglyphs they find a way all of them ending in an exclamation mark <laughs> <laughs> 
The Spanish one has the one at the beginning, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. So people know to be surprised and excited already. Uh, Billy says, hey there, Pudbots. Um, oh, hang on. Uh, Billy says, hey there, uh, Pudbots. Been listening since... Pudbots. Ep- Pudbots, yeah. Okay. Um, been listening since episode one. Oh, well done. And very much enjoying weekly bursts of Bud. Okay. I'm not phased at all by the bum bum poo poo pee pee chat. And I'm in fact pleased that Phil was very open about his experiences collecting medical samples. Kudos to you guys for overcoming silly taboos. Yeah, I'm trying to destigmatize the poo time. The stink. The stink. I'm destigmatizing. Yeah. Fine. I, thank you very much, Billy, for giving us a way to be woke about this now. Yeah. Now we're. Finally, you- we've got an angle. Yeah. Um, some choose the bum bum life, and some have a bum bum life of sorts thrust upon them. That's true. I have ulcerative colitis. Some are born to bum bum. Yeah. yeah. Some are bum bum to born. That doesn't mean anything. Some are born out the bum. Yeah, it's true. If you um, read some newspapers. <laughs> uh, I was born out my own bum. It's, it's always like a red top you've never heard of. Or the story was like a homeless man ate my dog or whatever the hell. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I have ulcerative colitis. And this has meant getting several endoscopy procedures over the years. Sometimes this involves the nurse administering an enema which then gives you a rather spectacular movement to clear out the area, ready to make oh, a movie in there. Okay. I think the okay thank you uh, to the person who just gave you the enema is probably the weirdest I can imagine. Uh, but what <gasps> okay, else? thank you. Yeah, okay, thank you. Uh, but what else could one say in that situation? True. So what's just happened? They've just filled you up with something that is going to make you poop loads. To flush you out, yeah. Or I think so you're they, on your way to the toilet. I think they hoover it out of you. No. Yeah, I think so. I think they're just all in one big pipe. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, what else could one say in that situation? You've just made an enema for life. That's pretty good. <laughs> and, a, and a real mistake medically, if they have. Uh, keep up the excellent pods. Maybe don't keep jacking it, because that could have gone in my eye, actually. <laughs> Cheers, Billy. Thank you, Billy. It's very oh, good. Oh, Billy. What are we going to do with you? Now, a personal attack here from Beth on you, Phil. Oh. Although maybe she didn't know it. Okay. Dear P times two, my cool, my uncoolest cool thing. Okay. So, so the least cool cool of thing. Of all the cool things, this is the least cool. Is massive over-ear headphones. Excuse me. Which Phil, by the way, loves. Phil always has a head like a big radio man from the past. You've also got big old headers. I keep them at home and shame. But they just sound so good. They are better. You can't you can't go back to the old Best, um, you can't, buds. The old ways. You can't you can't and listen. I can't listen to a bud pod on little buds. I can't. <laughs> you can't appreciate all the poo jokes. I can't bud bud pod. You can't bud bud pod pod. I can't have a pair of bud pod buds. <laughs> God. Beth, Beth says they make your head look enormous, and people spend mad money to use them to look cool, and yet we just wear them around their neck all day. However, they are cool due to the super good sound quality yes, and right. comfiness. So, love the podcast. Keep jacking it, Beth. How unnerved would you be if you borrowed someone's like huge headphones and the sound was terrible? Oh, and it was and just like... <laughs> and you just looked at them like, what? And then, and then the next thing you see is just a fist coming to your face and you black out. Yeah. And you wake up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're uh, in a basement. Yeah. And it's just you, you hanging by your wrists and you look around and it's just loads of head, like big headphones hanging from the ceiling and you're like and you're like what what is going on and you hear someone coming down the stairs and it's the guy <laughs> and he says oh they sounded bad today 
And he goes, well, how does this sound? And he starts playing Beethoven's Fifth through all the headphones that are hanging from the ceiling. Ah. And so you can just kind of hear them very lowly. And it's like, you can never tinny. really... Yeah, it's all tinny and it all sounds very far away. Yeah. And then, and then the guy goes, now you know, now you know. <laughs> and he goes up, back up the stairs. <laughs> How would you feel? <laughs> I'd feel regret. <laughs> yeah. I guess you think I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have tried this guy's headphones on. Um, Ross gets in touch. Hey, Ross. Uh, I'm loving the podcast. I've been listening to it while my ween is napping. Okay, so he's Scottish and he has a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he's a Limmy fan. Maybe he's a Limmy fan. Maween. I'd like to submit my coolest uncool thing, being a parent. Coolest which we've said uncool. already. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That has come up, yeah. That's come we, up we, for us. Uh, we acknowledge that as a yeah. cool uncool thing. He says, it's cool because people admire your patience and fortitude, but it's uncool because you spend the first two years of your child's life up to your knees in excrement. Uh, which is probably true. Yeah, but very much in this podcast wheelhouse. Yes, very much so. In fart-related news, okay. the word for bread in Korean is, and then there's a Korean symbol, and in brackets, uh, babang. <laughs> be, Great. Be, be bang, babang. Perfect. Which is definitely reminiscent of a fart. Keep strangling the snake, Ross. <laughs> uh, Actually, we don't condone violence towards animals, even the most violent animals. So we're going to have to cancel you, I'm afraid, Ross. So, uh, <laughs> Ross is cancelled. Ross is cancelled, I'm afraid. Um, Ruri gets in touch. Spelt Ruri. Oh, lovely. Dear Phil and Pierre, I love the podcast and look forward to hopefully seeing you both at the Edinburgh Fringe. Hopefully. Make it so. Dear listeners, Phil and I will both be at the Fringe for mm-hmm. the whole month in Edinburgh in August. The uh, whole fucking time. The whole time. we're idiots. We are idiots. Um, I just wanted to contribute to the list of uncoolest cool things you're compiling. My uncoolest cool thing is losing your virginity specifically for men, as I can't speak for women. You're right, Ruri. You can't. Um, losing your virginity is the single most important goal in a teenager's life. Mm-hmm. And uh, you uh, uh, are naturally making it super cool to achieve. However, it usually ends up being embarrassing or even traumatic. And many people try very hard in order to accomplish this feat to the point of desperation. That's true. And that's good. That's good. I feel the unfortunate need to give you an example. Please. I, my, I really hope this ends with an okay, thank you. My own story. Oh, we could. <laughs> my own story happened. Or oh, that could have gone on my eye. <laughs> really hurt. Um, my own story happened when I was 19. Oh. Okay. First of all, I was very shy and had to be almost dragged into the bedroom in order for this to occur. That doesn't sound good. Which is probably why it happened so late, which is fairly emasculating to begin with. However, it all went wrong later on during my attempt to climax. I was struggling to finish. I'm sorry, is Ruri a guy? Ruri's a guy. But earlier he said I can't speak for... Oh, he is speaking on behalf of men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I mixed those. Yeah, okay. You're always mixing it up because you're so... I, d- I don't see gender. Gen- or You don't see gender, race, colour, mm-hmm. uh, clothes. <laughs> don't see... I'm blind. Past? I lost my eyes. <laughs> sorry, yeah. They were cut out of my head. That's hair. a faster way of saying yeah, that. Yeah, sorry. I should have I opened the podcast with that. Actually. Yeah, it's yeah, a bit yeah. of a development. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so... So, it all went wrong later on during my attempt to climax. Uh, I was struggling to finish. <laughs> like he's climbing a mountain. Yeah. Ah, base camp. <sighs> oh, God. I'll rest here for, for the night. Hair's so thin. Um, I was struggling to finish due to nerves, and I tried to give it a bit more effort. Yeah. Due to my efforts and strain, my nose proceeded to burst. Ooh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
Blood went all over the poor woman. No. And we had to stop so she could clean herself up and I could deal with the blood profusely pouring out of my face. I feel like this is what you guys would call a full 10 on the Louis scale. I think that's true. Yes, of effort. The Louis. 10 out of 10 Louis is trying to climax so hard that your face bursts. You start bleeding the opposite end of your body. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how all-consuming this effort is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your body just knew that you wanted fluid to shoot out in some way. <laughs> <laughs> Just the idea of him going <laughs> Needless to say uh, But we have been happily married for two You're years joking. now And I still haven't heard the end of it Sincerely Ruri Bloody hell Well, quite literally but they, So they form like a blood pact essentially That's metal, that's a really like, like death metal Oh my days A blood fuck pact Wow, that... You will lose your virginity, my son, and the lady who you bleed upon shall be your bride. That was the most unexpectedly sweet ending to that story. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's like something Carl fucking Drogo in Game of Thrones and Mick would have to do to... It's a ritual. That's the most romantic way for two goths to get married. They had a virginity... Because losing your virginity is like a sacrifice. And it's like sex and like blood and... Yeah, like a bond. Yeah, that's fucking cool. I hope you have devil horns on your rings. <laughs> on your fingers, not your assholes. Uh, although that's that so painful. would be a funny tattoo. Not worth it. <laughs> but for that one, one, the one time it actually gets a laugh, pretty funny. I'd have t- a tattooed on the inside of my butt cheeks, like um, two eyes and two eyebrows above my asshole. So that if you pull my um, buttocks apart... It looks like a face going, ooh! <laughs> like, ooh. So you try and make it so that your own asshole is sarcastically impressed that someone's finally managed to convince you to open up your asshole. Ooh, look at you! Ooh, opening up Phil's bum. Well, ooh, you must be so proud. <laughs> look who it is. And uh, on this street, we have a beautiful church put up uh, by Pope Crazy the 50th. And he made this church so that um, he had a place to go to church and to pray, but to uh, have enough r- uh, uh, privacy and room for all of the uh, uh, sex workers he would have a sex with. Uh, and inside this church is why they are the paintings of the many uh, uh, sex workers. Uh, from scenes in uh, the Bible, so it fits uh, the theme. And uh, next, literally two feet away, is another church uh, put up by uh, Pope uh, Sexy, the 9,000th. And he had this uh, church built on top of the childhood home of his worst enemy from school. He swore revenge uh, for being bullied, for having a a, a too easy um, erection in the the class. And uh, so he would... uh, uh, he grow up and he find this man and he kill him and his whole family and they bury him under the church. And uh, over here we have a big building that Mussolini made to frighten the minorities and it worked. And, boy, very scary. And over here we have um, is a bridge. The, the reason it is red is because the blood of so many people was uh, spilled uh, when they were building it deliberately to give it the color red. And that is why... Okay, uh, okay, thank you uh, for all your uh, correspondence, everyone. 
there's still a lot of you to get to. Alfredo, Jay, uh, Barack Vet, Tom, Adelaide, and Chris. Adelaide! Yeah. What a name. Mm. Uh, we will be getting to you soon. But thank you very much. Okay, thank you for all of your um Yes, your cheers, input. guys. Okay, thank you, guys. We were trying to think of a, of a code question, weren't we, for the podcast? Oh, yeah. So, basically, other podcasts, um, most notably uh, the John Robbins and Ellis James podcast, have um, the sort of uh, American Marine-style identification code question of yeah are you on email yeah they say are you on email and then the person says you absolutely have to be these days and that's how two suspected podcast fans identify each other yeah now we ideally i'd want ours to emerge organically yeah but i know but we were thinking today none none of our current organically arisen catchphrases um work you couldn't say them to a stranger you couldn't say have you been jacking it yeah, yeah. Unless they happen to be working on a car at the time, and you yeah. can pass it off as being about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I hope you have been keeping on jacking it. It's also hard to phrase in that grammar. Are you a pilot? Are you a pilot? That's funny. Are you a pilot in my work? Are you a pilot? How are you going to get to work now? <laughs> that could be pretty funny. Um, oh, but the answer would be, how am I supposed to get to... Yeah, I, I guess the answer would be, yes, how am I, yes, supposed, how to get, am I supposed to get to, get to work, work now? now? <laughs> that could be it yeah. um, listeners if you have any really bright ideas uh, send them in Yeah. why not otherwise we'll just wait for it to emerge. and please don't then send in do you listen to Bud Pod we know what kind of sarcastic <laughs> twats you are and now I now that I've said that I realise we're going to get so fucking yeah. mad well, people will definitely use the hashtag filth wang or whatever it was fetish <laughs> fetish wang fetish wang um, and also like uh we can't, obviously, it, it needs to be a catchphrase that you could say to a stranger and there'd be no consequences. So if you said, have you ever pooed on a plastic hammock? <laughs> that could start a fight in a pub if you're not careful. <laughs> so, yeah, be, watch out for that. But otherwise, um, uh, yeah, just keep jacking it, I guess. And <laughs> um, it's becoming more and more fun to say that in a way where it, the obscenity of it absolutely no longer registers with yeah, me Yeah, it's quite all. dangerous, isn't it? It is dangerous. It's a dangerous game we play here on Bud Pod. A dangerous game. For you! For you! For your sakes. For your sake. Thank you very much for your correspondence. Keep on jacking it and get in touch. Thebudpod at gmail.com or at thebudpod on Twitter. Okay, bye. Bye, thank you. Bye-bye.